Wait! You! Strawberry! Good effort today. Take a lap and hit the showers. I'm putting in a right-handed batter to hit for you. What? You're pitch hitting for me? Yes. You see, you're a left-hander, and so is the pitcher. If I send up a right-handed batter, it's called playing the percentages. It's what smart managers do to win ball games. Be the ball. Good everyone, was from Not The Footy Show. Well, we record this on Monday night, but uh, due to a communications uh, breakdown, uh, episode 230 has not been released until Wednesday, the 31st of March, as opposed to being recorded on the 29th. So what we talk about is a little bit dated, uh, but hopefully you enjoy it. The 18th man thing, it looks like the ARLC is going to mandate an 18th man. Uh, the rules around that seem a little bit hazy still, but uh, it doesn't really affect what we talk about because we're forecasting this is going to happen. So hope you enjoy a rather delayed Not The Footy Show, episode 230. G'day everybody, welcome to episode 230 of Not The Footy Show. I'm Warwick Nicholson, you can't see my face and you can't see this man's face either. That's the way he wants it as well. Mr. Rob Cox, welcome sir. G'day mate, how are you going? Oh, fantastic. I'm in the middle of an industrial estate trying to get good reception <laughs> on the north coast of New South Wales. You're, you're a creepy man just driving around the streets well, looking for The last time I was at um, a pool up here, it's just about reception. That's the whole idea. Um, well, like I said last time, mate, they probably put a photo of your car and your face up near that pool and you're not allowed anywhere near it. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, but uh, there's no light, basically. So there is no video today, everybody. It's round three review here on the Footy Show, episode 230. Uh, it's going to be a quick one because we're not looking at each other. So the quality of the show is just going to go down, down, down. So far mm. down, Cocksmith. Not that that's possible to go much further down than where it's at now. Yeah. But... Uh, Mate, I the can't. 27 followers we have on Instagram right now, they demand more. They demand more from the footy show. Absolutely, they do, mate. And you know what? I'm, I'm missing looking lovingly into your eyes. So next time we will do video. Next time we will do video. Uh, everybody, it's time to get into the aftermath from a uh, chaotic round three of the 2020 NRL Telstra Premiership. Uh, weekend of upsets, really. Um, Although some idiot in the car right now picked Manly on Friday night. So um, <laughs> you didn't talk me out of it again. You are in a massive hole, Cocksmith. Um, I've, I've put it out to you both times. Please convince me to pick Saints. And you've gone, nah. And I'm sure you've picked them in every tippy comp you're in. Uh, but what has come out of the weekend, and it's, it's the main topic of discussion on uh, this show, everybody, is the demand, the request, the um, what's the word? The, the driving uh, narrative that is 18th, 19th, 20th, 30th, 50th men that apparently uh, all clubs need in every single round, mate. Um, what initially was your reaction to the idea of this, which was floated probably a year or two ago about having a concussion substitute on the bench? What do you think of, A, the, con- the concussion substitute, 18th man? I like it. <clears throat> I like it especially now. Um, I didn't, we, we've spoken about this before and I wasn't really a fan, but I'll be honest with you. The NRL have, have sped the game up by, you know, a fair few percent. And yep. I'm not saying that the sped up game is the reason why we've got a, a lot of injuries right at the moment that have, have come in the, in the round three, but I don't think that they're helping the problem. Um, so I like the idea of an 18th or 19th man. Um, my only problem is with it, as is with any rule change, is 
the way that coaches or clubs will rot the system. Um, so it has to be unrotable. Now, I don't know how you do that. It's very, <laughs> Good luck. It, yeah, I know. It's, it's when you've got some masterminds of people that know how to bend rules, um, you know, quite, you know, fragrantly. Oh, it's just one of those things that, I don't know, man, it's, it's a, I kind of, one part of me, one, one half of me says, no, don't, don't um, have any more players on the bench because, you know, we saw Aaron Woods play 80 minutes, I believe, the other night for Cronulla. Um, mm-hmm. Which was is a fatigue a bit, factor. I think at the Tigers from memory. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Look, as a, as it is right now, you know, to your question, I like the idea of an eighteenth man for a concussion or a catastrophic that, problem. Well, well like okay, a that's, that's why ACL. I, I put it in. I think you have to have a, a a differentiation between a major injury and a concussion. Concussion is there to protect the player. A major injury, it's nine times out of ten, it's just bad luck. You saw with the Luke Keary one and just his leg going on him. The bad luck factor is in rugby league. Some teams thrive under adversity. The other ones, they get a couple of injuries and it's just, it's all over. Um, but the concussion one, if it's policed correctly, and we saw another example on Thursday night, I think um, Brennan Smith looked like he'd been knocked out and he played pretty much the rest of the game and he avoided coming off. But you also had situations in the next couple of days where Canberra played with 14 players from the 10th minute onwards and Cronulla played with 13 players from the halftime uh, mark onwards because of the concussion rule and the enforcement, which is if you fail your HIA, you can't come back on. This is where I think 18th man concussion substitute on paper looks really smart because if you have a situation like Canberra or uh, Cronulla where... Canberra had two um, concussion guys in one go, in one tackle, James and Chris. And then the Sharkies, I think, lost three blokes. Will Kennedy, uh, Britton Nakora, Wade Graham. And who was the other one? Do you remember? Um, was it a concussion as well? Sione Katoa? No, it was no, it was Katoa with a knee. So it wasn't, it wasn't a concussion. So three, three concussions for Cronulla, two for Canberra. Yep. This is where I guess I, I don't like the idea of having just an 18th man there for any injury. Because can be if you have a player go off with an ACL in a key position and you've got the option to pick anybody in that eighth man, then I can see it being, I, I don't like the idea of just being able to replace someone because they're injured. I don't, I don't like that because there is a, a, a war of attrition element in rugby league. Yeah. What worries me about the concussion one is I think you're going to have to have a rule that says the 18th man can only be activated if you have at least two players ruled out through the concussion substitute, if it's just one, I see it being rorted just deluxe because the smart coaches will find an injury or find the concussion or find something out of a heavy collision that if they need to get somebody into the game to change the fortunes of the game, they will make that change. And that is the bit that worries me about purely having the concussion substitute there as a man for one player going down. That's, that's where I sit right now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I see the I see the NRL are very very touchy as far as concussions go. Um, you know, trying to do everything they can to um, not have a player go back on the field if suspect with concussion, which I understand. I think they're going to go for it. May not be this year, mm. but I think they're going to go for it to try and not have a player that could have, and I say could have, in inverted commas. Um, 
uh, a, uh, a concussion go back on the field. Do you think um, that's the threat, though, Crocksmith? Do you think that's th- – I think they've got that down to a bit of an art anyway, really. There's sometimes you look at a player, it looks like he's been concussed and he'll go back on, but it's a rarity these days. They're generally pretty proactive in keeping players off. Mm. Do you th- I, I, I don't know. I, sorry to cut you off just then, but no, that's right. my, my feel is that they've done the right thing for the most part. Some sometimes it gets missed, but it's not like I feel like they're missing, you know, one every game or anything like that. No, no, no. Quite few yeah. between. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, um, you know, the, the the way that I'm just thinking with my minuscule, uh, you know, kind of uh, NRL hardened brain, um, I think there is there's a few ways you could rot it. Um, if you name an 18th, it depends who you name as your 18th player, you know. Uh, depending on how a game's going, you might decide that there's a player that could change the game for you, but you may not want to pick him if he if the game doesn't go that certain way. Do mm. you know what I'm saying? And, and but then is there flexibility in who's 18th man? Is, I, guess I don't think so. Because... I, think you, I think you have to name an 18th man and that'd be it. But why does it stop at 18, I guess, is my, my well, counterpoint true. to this. Because... The Canberra and Cronulla examples are declaring that you can't just have one left over. You've got to have more. Correct. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that idea. I, I don't think... Because here's, here's my big concern. Yes, they can be rorted. But the smart coaches do not like the fact we are down on interchanges. Mm-hmm. If you expand the bench and you bring in this option, do you not then have to, as a case of looking after players expand the interchange because at the moment you're still going to cost yourself an interchange if you replace the player. Yep. Yeah. So do you, know, you see what I'm saying? Like what is it? Oh, now? I know, eight, I, is it eight, eight I, now, isn't it? I know exactly what you're saying. And this is the, look, this is the, um, this is the fine line we tread when we start to reduce interchanges mm. now. And, and let's be honest, the coaches loved it when it was unlimited interchanges. They loved it. Yep. They could throw a different team on virtually four players on you go boys, attackers, attack you know so they they loved it it was it was a coach's dream i nearly put another word in then it was a coach's dream and and uh, you know but it wasn't great for the fans because there was really no you know there was really no kind of fatigue come into it too much so um then we went down to 12 interchanges did we not yep from unlimited to 10 to eight and now eight we've got eight now and there are some people that are saying we should be six, but I think eight, you know, I don't think you'll ever get it below eight. Um, mm. my, my fear is, you know, Luke Keary the other night, let's go away from concussion for one moment. Yep. Let's say that happens to Luke Keary in the first two minutes of a grand final. I mean, they're probably hard up against it to, to compete without a, a, their main playmaker anyway, but it would just destroy a game that, you know, the Roosters would be hard to... I mean, I'm fearful for their season now, which we'll talk about mm. a little bit later. Yeah. But, um, I, I don't mind the idea of an 18th man, but I, I think that there has to be a very tight policing of it. And if there is any... you know, Like if a player goes off for a concussion um, and they use the 18th man, there's no way in the world that player can play the following week. It should be mandatory. No, yeah, see, that's, that's the other part of it, isn't it? And that seems to be... The Nathan Cleary example, he was left out, even though they were, they went really hard, Penrith, to say that he was fine. 
they made a real big song and dance about the fact that you know if it wasn't he, for the I protocols, think he was, mate. He he, was no, I'm not. I'm just saying it's they would have played him if they'd had an extra day. It wouldn't have even been questioned. And I guess to your point is if he goes off for a concussion, which he did, and when DWZ tried to take his head off, uh, like that also comes into it. If that stand down rule is in effect, regardless of how many days between games, which is another part of it, because some teams play on Thursdays and Fridays, and other teams play Saturday to Saturday, mm. um, which isn't a fair and reasonable if it's a seven day stand down. Mm. Uh, there's that factor coming in, and yeah. and I don't know. I, did, did by the way, can I ask you a question? Mm. Did yep. did DWZ play for the Bulldogs the other night? No, he got suspended for two weeks. He, he got two, did he? Okay, sorry, I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't across uh, that. Okay, I think he got two. I'm pretty sure he got two. Fair um, but uh, I just yeah, this is the thing that worries me is that you've got the ability to manipulate it, uh, the interchange. If you have an 18th man, and if you've got more than 18 men. The interchange will get changed because they will demand that, oh, if we're replacing a player, it shouldn't count because we're, yeah, well, we're, they, they, we're being well, safe, well, safety and all this kind of stuff. You would think that they would have to be granted one more interchange. Mm-hmm. But then I'm, I, I don't agree with you in regards to the Kiri example, as in I think that's just football. Uh, it's yeah. like a bad decision from a referee. It's a, you know, it's a bad video referee decision. Um, it's part of, of the way the game has been played for so long. And I think, yeah, mm-hmm. You get to a stage where I just don't like messing with something like that. Don't, I don't want to see yeah. players get injured. That's not, that's not what I'm suggesting. I just mm. think it is part of what our game is. We talk I about bringing it. the fatigue factor back in. Well, yep. sometimes players go in with dodgy hamstrings. All right? Sure. Uh, so sure. It's a rule in cricket where if you go in injured, you can't have a runner. What well, used to be now, they um, don't allow them at all in um, the top level of cricket. But this yeah. is the thing. There's always a risk that you took by going in underdone. And I, yep. I, this is the other parts. If you, if you expand it to regular injuries, yep, uh, I think it's a slippery slope. Well, look, we're, we're going to have to kind of. I know that you, we're going to have to agree to disagree on it because I, I, I yep. honestly think that it should be brought in for, um, at the very least, a concussion, a, a genuine concussion, and that means that the player who goes off must stand down the next week, no matter if it's an eight-day mm-hmm. turnaround or whatever. Um, and it's a grand final. Too bad. So sad. This is where okay. we need to stiffen up a little bit in in uh, at the NRL. I mean, there's, uh, you know, we like like we kind of touched on last week. We get very very flippy floppy around Origin time and around Grand Final time. Um, and I know that there are pundits out there that will say, "Oh, you you can't let the kid miss out on a Grand Final for that." Well, we all make choices Don't in our it. life. <laughs> we all make choices in our life. Speaking of I mean, choices, as we wrap up. Um... How good the NRL's yeah. going. Uh, yeah. Cameron Munster skated on his <laughs> hip drop, which I yep. just cannot fathom. Uh, we talk always about looking after players. Yeah. If Spencer Lino, and I know we exchange messages around this, um, yep. Spencer Lino does his knee. Does yep. Cam Munster avoid suspension? No. not No, he doesn't there. Doesn't, does um, he? He doesn't. No. no. But, yeah, it didn't happen, thankfully. Mate, I mean, the other night, we, we, we really got to see the smorgasbord, didn't we? Of, uh, of, uh, and I say it with a little bit of a wry grin, but we got to see the smorgasbord of, uh, of Melbourne's tactics the other night with yep. a couple of suspect tackles, which we won't go there because I don't want, to, I don't want a letter from Bellyache. Um, but there was, uh, there was some bloody, there was some time wasting that I just, and I saw another team do it as well the other night. Cronulla did it too. 
But yeah. taping someone's head, you know, I think if a player needs their head taped in the break of play, they should go to the sideline and do it uh, and yeah. carry on. because. And I believe the rules are allowing that right now. You don't have to get replaced, but you've got to go off for two minutes. Yeah. And, and mm. Cameron Munster the other night on that dropout, um, when they were absolutely crumbling, Melbourne, yep. uh, and he gave his team around a about a 50 or 60 second break, which is enough for them to recover. Um, yeah, we saw everything. We saw, the, we saw the... them dominate the play the ball. Uh, absolutely. Who I like as a referee. That's the worst game I think I've seen him in first grade. For in terms of controlling how one team was approaching things. Um, he just let them get away with murder in the play the ball. And I'm not talking yeah. about foul play. I'm talking about no. time in the play the ball. I, I couldn't, uh, I I couldn't see it. Like, sorry. I couldn't yep. see it like you could because you're watching on TV. But what I did notice was quite a lot. Players would come in, lay all over the, the, the attacker, and then look at the referee to, make, to see how long he's watching them for. We got rid of that a couple of years ago, or so I yep. thought. Um, but it's back with a vengeance. Uh, speaking of being back with a vengeance, um, Ice Cold Gus is back. Hashtag nice cold Gus on Instagram. Um, this is where I find some of Gus's best uh, comebacks to questions or just statements. And this is why I brought the Munster example up. Uh, this is from Frank, uh, Frankie2193. He says, Gus, do you think all the injuries uh, that are happening have to do with the amount of time the ball has been in play due to the new rule changes? Gus, no. Players getting injured at training and warm-ups. Players get hurt in the first few minutes of game. This has nothing to do with fatigue from the new rules. Tackle techniques and obsession with quick play the balls is a major factor. I keep warning them. Their eyes, ears and eyes are painted on. <laughs> Ice cold gust. And it's why I, I relate it to the Munster example. That is a technique that he is talking about and how injuries happen. Um, he may not get the letter that Paul Kent's got uh, absolutely unleashing on Bellamy on uh, NRL 360 the other night, but what I, what I just put out here is that Gus sees it. And Gus is the guy that we speak, we sort of alluded to five minutes ago about the whole, oh, it's a grand final, let him play kind of thing. That's, that's the Gusism. Yeah. Um, but he is not missing here and he's not wrong. Uh, injuries are going to happen, people. Uh, and I'm in his camp of, I don't think it is purely down to the six again and the speed and the rest of it is why we're seeing injuries. Our game is a brutal game. The collision between James, Ryan James and Seb Chris the other day, that's just football. And look, it was on Sean O'Sullivan, who's a little halfback. It's not like they tried to take on a big fella. And, you know, it, it's just the way our game is, is built. And we don't want to see players get injured. We don't want to see the concussion rule have to be brought in. But I think to sum up this first segment, Cox Smith, um, something's going to happen. You just hope that PVL and ABDO and the rules committee, I, I guess, get it right. And don't just react with a Band-Aid, which seems to be, you know, the fairly consistent option at the moment. Yeah, look, I, I hope it's well thought through. I hope that they talk to some ex-coaches about how they could rot it. I, I hope that that's really uh, forensically investigated. They can't bring it in this year, though, mate. Please, no more mid-year rule changes. Um, it has to be next year uh, if, it, if it's going to be brought in. But it has to be well thought, thought through, I think. Okay, uh, that's the opening segment of the footy show, 2.30. Uh, nice and short. <laughs> oh, I laugh. Round three results uh, after the break or another footy show. Okay, it's episode 2.30. Rob Cox over there, Warwick Nicholson here. You can just hear our voices. And if you're watching on YouTube, you've got a stagnant image. How exciting is that? 
Speaking of um, a stagnant image, I'm looking at my tips from round number three and I've just got way too many crosses in my image uh, after carving up the first two weeks. I was 14 from 16, Cogsmith. Yep. Um, yep you're not, you're, 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 I'm not that good anymore. Uh, yeah, Panthers 12, Storm 10. Uh, Dragons 38, Manly 12. It wasn't even that close. Uh, Rabbitohs 26, uh, Roosters 16. Goodbye, Luke Kugiri. It was nice to know you. That is tragic. Canberra 31 got run down by the Warriors 34. Broncos 24 nil over the Bulldogs. Oh, so glad I was driving. Uh, 28 to 4, Parramatta beat the Sharkies. Um, the Tigers, first win of the year with a 24 20 win over the Knights in Newcastle. And the less said about the Cowboys, 8 Titans 44, the better for Toddy Payton and the boys. We've referred to the Thursday game in regards to some of the things coming out of it. But the game itself, Foxsmith, uh, fun, 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 fun. Cracking game. Really, really good game of rugby league. Um, you know, the only blight on it, I would say, uh, I've only seen a highlights package. I was there working at it. But um, the only blight on the game was the slow, slowing down in the play the ball uh, and the wrestle and, you know, lots of other things that we talk about. Um, when we're talking about mostly Melbourne games, um, but, geez, there was some good football in it. And, um, you know, there was um, – I, I think Penrith did really good to, to win without their, their leader. Um, and their fullback after halftime. Well, that's right. But it let's not forget – Tremendously. Let's not forget Melbourne are missing a few players as well. They um, are. So uh, – Speaking of that, and I want to get this, – this, this is what we brought up before the game and then we talked about it afterwards um, – this is the edited version of that conversation, but Jerome Luai is lining up next to Kikau, Crichton and Toll. All right. All year. Mm-hmm. And it's a devastating left edge. Yep. The Storm don't have Felice Kapusi, who is their glue guy on the right edge, which is the one that defends that side. Yep. Ivan Cleary brings in Matt Burton for Cleary, which made sense. And then he moved Jerome Luai away from the left side and played him on the right and played Burton on the left. Mm. What... Was Nathan uh, Ivan Cleary thinking? What do you think he was thinking? I, I I can't work it out. Well, I think he might have been thinking about the year before um, when he played Luai on the right, um, and he probably thought that the last time Burton played um, that kind of secondary playmaker role to Luai, um, he played on the left. So. I'm not exactly sure. You know, that's the only thing I can put it down to, mate, because I think he weakened his left edge by keeping uh, Kickout and Luai apart. Um, But, you know, I I think there might have been some lessons learnt. And, you know, (laughs) about the 73rd minute. (laughs) I I wanted to say before when you said that Burton uh, naturally was the fit for Cleary, I disagree. And I, we've had, we've uh, I, I don't, about this. I, this is the first time that you've ever mentioned it to me in the yeah. last uh, week or so, Mark. We've spoken about this. I would have, I would have had Burton on the bench, maybe, but but Tyrone May would have been my six straight into the game. Well, he's not going to be your one. I think he proved no, that. Um, that's true. In that game, that's true. He's not a one. I think Burton no. would probably make a handier one, but I'm not sure if he's got the the gas to cover the miles. But anyway, Penrith one, mate, twelve ten, and uh, I think it's the start of. Uh, a bit of a rivalry going forward probably for this year and into the future. Yeah, very enjoyable game of footy. Uh, the ending, Justin Olam, pass the ball, son. Pass the ball. Dragons 38, Manly 12. I felt sick. I was watching this on delay, so you can imagine how much fun that was, not knowing the result. 
Um, texture. Uh, Benny Hunt's injured though, mate. He played the second half with a Bunch. broken leg, apparently. Um, really? Yes, you are the president of the uh, Ben Hunt Appreciation Society. I, 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 I accede to you once again. Um, <laughs> Is he got a broken leg for real? He's got a broken leg. He played with a broken. He thought he had a cork, and he ended up actually having a broken leg. So he's out for about a month. Oh, poor what do you, impact does this have? I mean, it didn't have an impact on them the other day because Manly, even with DC and four and a halves, uh, they were atrocious. And I actually was lulled into a false sense of security, security, I think, by how bad South were the week before against Manly rather than yeah. how good Manly were. Yeah. Uh, and the Dragons, mate, you've got to be excited because these are the wins you've got to get to make the top eight. You've got to beat the teams that are in and around you. Well... You're right. You've got to be excited, except Bunt, who is our best player, is now out for the next four weeks. <laughs> Can I bottle that comment? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, love it. I'm just going to have that repeating through the rest of the show. Yeah, Bunt well, is our best player. Oh. Well, he was the other night, and he has been. He was the week before, too. So, uh, But now Bunt is going to be... A, a, a 85th of his career. Um, Manly, <laughs> there are big issues. Year, there's only good thing that they've got going for them, as far as I'm concerned, is Josh Schuster looks like an edge back rower. I like the look of that kid. Uh, he's not a 5'8 yep. because he's way too big. Yep. And um, they desperately need someone on an edge because Jack Skosetsky is not the answer. Andrew oh. Davies done his knee. Yep. Uh, Curtis Siren and Schuster on the edges. Um, you're improving, Manly, but they just look really weak in the middle. And the news came yep. through this week that Tapao is apparently going to get replaced by Sewer. What's going on with that? I, don't, I didn't hear that one. Um, mate, I, I, I thought Tapao was one of their better ones the other night. Yeah. Um, so what, Jaden Sewer? That's apparently they're going after him for an edge spot, which I just said, I think Schuster is, that's his position. Yeah. Um, and he looks like he played it pretty well in terms of fitness as well, which is a little mm. important thing to, to note on that. But finish the game off. Dragons, well done. Uh, you're yeah. two and one. I don't think you get get the spoon. I'm a bit wrong there. Mate, we've won 66% of our games this year. Uh, we're flying, and whatever you do, don't question the professor, the mad professor, mate. He will, he will get his Griffin's biscuits. How good is he? Going? Up Still there. wearing that horrendous polo shirt, but that's all right. Uh, South Sydney twenty six, Roosters sixteen. I'm sitting there at the end of the Dragon Manly game, just feeling sick, going, "What have I done?" And going, "I know the Roosters are now going to lose. I, I'm going to, I'm going to copper zero and two Friday night footy. I just know it, but I couldn't bring myself to change my tip. I still had time." by the time the game had finished. Uh, this was over pretty quickly and the season might be over for the Roosters with Luke Keary doing his ACL. I'd suggest so, mate. I think um, I don't think they can win a competition um, without him. I don't think they can win as many games as they would have uh, without him. I don't know who's going to fill in, but I imagine it's going to be Sam Walker. Uh, Lock and yep. Lamb's gone as well, so they might even bring yep. uh, Drew Hutchison in. Um, yeah, he'll play with – it'll be him and Walker. I can't see Joseph Marnie being moved from the centres. I think it just weakens you too much doing that. Yeah. Especially if yeah. he can unless look you bring, a young fella on the right edge. Unless you bring Suwali in. Um, you know, so Suwali is going to get a call up sooner than he thought, for sure, at some stage. Um, mm. But I can't see them – you know, mate, when you, when you name – I know they've still got their forwards, but when you name uh, Sam Walker and Drew Hutchison in, in the halves – I can't see them going blow for blow with a Penrith or, or uh, a Storm or, or someone like that, mate. They're, um, they will get pumped. It's going to be one of those tough years to watch um, what might have been because they'll win some games where you'll go, oh, maybe they can turn it around. Maybe without mm. Keery they can do it. 
Mm. I just think of the, the point of the game. South, they've got the they've got the Roosters number at the moment, and they yep. were really good. I thought South played really good football. Yeah, I thought I caught the last twenty minutes on a bit of a delayed. Um, I just wound it back and watched the last twenty, and saw uh, saw Kiri do his because I was at uh, obviously at the Dragons game the other night. Saw Kiri yep. do his um do his ACL, which is very sad. Um, you know, the poor buggers had some concussion problems in the past and whatnot, and and now he's this, this has happened to him. Uh, I do feel for him. Uh, but but from Same the bits man. and pieces that I saw in that game in the last twenty, but I also saw a highlights package. Souths, you know, Souths are a bit of a bit of a smoky for this competition. I think I don't think they're as obvious as some people have have said until now. They've gone mm. up another click, and what we saw the other night was pretty pretty darn good. They're now two and one, and they were really blown away in the first half of the opening game, and then they rallied against Melbourne. They weren't out of that match even no. after being down eighteen nil. It's it's a really good sign for Wayne Bennett. Remember, it's his Uncle Benny's last year in charge of Seas. Um, I had him in the grand final against the Roosters. I don't think that will happen now, obviously with Kiri, but Bunny's looking very good. The Canberra thirty-one to twelve lead that they they butchered. I've only made it to halftime on this game. I was um, out during the afternoon. And yep. saw the score just tick up, and the Warriors end up getting home. Yep. <laughs> Ricky was extremely proud after the game. I've heard this a number of times, and, and I, I don't doubt that he was. But thirty-one to twelve with twenty minutes to go, or twenty-five minutes to go, you you, you still got to win that, even if you've only got one bloke on the bench. I think you do. Yeah. Well, Ricky. No, no. I, I think you're right. Ricky's Ricky's press conference is a cracker. Uh, yep. If anyone wants to watch what a coach has to do um, to not get a fine, watch that um, uh, from that game. I didn't catch any of the game, mate, because I was at Parramatta um, uh, for the Parramatta and Cronulla game. So I didn't catch... Getting around. Cocksmith just... Yeah, you know, three games. Working, every... working for the man. I like it. Three... Warriors, that's impressive. Two and one yep. now, the Warriors. Uh, yes. And they've got the Roosters this weekend, I think. So that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, uh, I like the Warriors. I told you I like the Warriors for the eight. Told you. Yeah, you did, you did, you did. Um, all right. Uh, the other game on, um, say, so well done, Warriors, Phil Gould, Supercoach Gould. Do not doubt the impact that he has had with those players. Uh, Broncos 24-0 over the Bulldogs. I am not talking about this game. We are moving on. Um, Parramatta 28, Sharks 4. <sighs> I mean, I watched the second half. I was I was driving during the first. You half. weren't going to talk about it, mate. No, you're no talk this about guy, it. the other game we're not talking about. The one that I just referenced. Oh, you're not going to talk about the Broncos? Sorry, no, no, that's that doesn't okay. count. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, the, the ABC team on the tele audio were absolutely laying into it. It was like I actually wouldn't be surprised if they get a talking to from from someone from sending a letter from the Bulldogs or the Broncos saying you might want to talk our teams up a little bit if you want to get into our press boxes again. It was brutal. Um, correct, 100% correct, but brutal. 28-4, uh, the scoreline obviously blew out with um, Parramatta winning over the Sharkies with the injuries. Yep. Parramatta fans, once again, they're buying tickets, grand final yep. tickets. They're there, 3 and Lots of tickets. Lots of tickets, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, they're flying. They're flying, but they did lose, they did lose uh, M. Moses to... What he yep. claimed was a shoulder injury to the trainer, but there was, the trainer wasn't buying that and said, uh, mate, uh, off you go. It took two players to save him from falling flat on his face um, during that game. Uh, but, yeah, you know what? Parramatta, mate, Parramatta look um, – it, it kind of – I've got to grit my teeth when I say it, but Parramatta look pretty good. 
they do. for a top four position, I'd suggest, uh, if they keep going the way they're going. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Brown is one of my favourite footballers. That kid, I just wish he could do a little bit more in attack. And I'm not being critical in terms of he's not doing enough. Now, it's just I'd love to see him get his hands on the ball a little mm. bit more because there's some, he, he is one of those 1% of players who just does everything really well all yeah. over the field. You don't really notice it sometimes and occasionally we'll see something really special and we'll go, yeah, actually, I noticed that four or five times during the game. Um, I love him. Love him to bits. He, he, he did really well, mate. But I'll tell you one bloke, um, the king, Gutho, geez, his, his percentages and stuff and his stats must be good because he's such a busy player, mate. Um, mm. You know, I'm, I, I wasn't the greatest Still fan of him. I wasn't the greatest fan of him <laughs> in Origin last year, to be honest, but um, he's very good for the Eels, for sure. Yeah. Uh, very oh, – he's just a high-quality Club player, and that's not a. I'm not. I'm not cracking him. He just is. He just. He makes such a difference to that. Oh, that Parramatta yeah, team. Absolutely. Uh, Tigers get the first win of the year. They beat the Knights in Newcastle. Yeah. Bad loss for the Knights. Um, because they got back in the lead with about was it ten to go, and then coughed it up again. And Mitchell Pearce's 300th game, which is impressive in its own right, 300 games mm. for Mitch Pearce, and I think he's only 31 or 32 now. Yeah. Um, shows you how early he played started playing first grade. Absolutely. Tigers don't get too excited. If you're a Tigers fan, but be very happy with the fact that two points is two points, and uh, you had zero before this game, so uh, don't be too critical. Be very happy. I'd suggest to be very happy with any win with the Tigers this year, from what I've seen so far. Uh, yep. I didn't get to see one minute of that game though, because I was off with my son go karting, uh, oh, so I didn't nice. get to see or hear anything about football on Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, sorry, mate. Uh, but <laughs> I'm happy right. for the. I am happy for the Tigers uh, to get their first win of the year and. It doesn't bother me that they beat Newcastle either. Uh, and the last game, Titans 44 to 8 over the Cowboys. Uh, Ming the Merciless, Toddy Payton, <laughs> he's got trouble. He's got massive trouble because he's played the tough love card already and yeah. they've got worse. And um, I don't know what he does because he, he did the old rejig of the lineup. He put Holmes back to fullback and drink water to six. And in attack, when they finally got some half decent ball, he didn't, they didn't look too bad. But it was 28-0 or 26-0 at the time. You got to take I, I think you should either send him a message, like send him a tweet or slide into his DM, DMs and ask, Gus, what do you do when you lose your nana at the players and they react in a negative way? What, what's yeah. your next card? What, do you, what card are you going to pull now? You join um, the Roosters. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I just Isn't that pretty mate, much what Gus did? He, I got, feel he, got, so. he got ejected. Remember, he got ejected from Caltex Field. Yeah, and the yeah, next week that. he'd sign with the Roosters. I feel uh. so sorry for Peyton though, because Peyton is a genuine good bloke. Right, he's one yeah. of the good blokes. I don't think he's a good bloke. Like he doesn't party with the players or anything like that. It's just like that. It's like they haven't bought in. It's, it just seems to me that they just have not bought in. Uh, yeah, and and maybe it's time for a fair few of them to go. I think. Oh, I, I, think I, I was pretty harsh on him. Two weeks ago, if you recall, and I still maintain there's a lot of salary cap tied up in players that aren't difference makers. Well, they're, they're, it, they're good footballers, yeah, in the sense that their reputations are really strong, but they're not making a difference. Um, and you, that's what they you know what there. you know what happens with coaches that can't get their players to to fire. Either the coach moves on or the players move on. And yeah. I, I suggest that at the end of this year, we will find a little bit of a clean out happening up in Townsville. And some blokes yeah. who are living the, the, the dream up there in their tropical lifestyle may be soon 
going south. Because... They actually have a quite a few young forwards that I would like to see given another go. I think there's some players in that lineup that. I don't know. I just think you've got to be, you got, you got to bite the bullet, Toddy P. Um, and the only bit of consolation I'll put or a spin I'll put on this if you're Cowboys fans and Tom Payton. Justin Holbrook joined the Titans not that long ago and the outlook was bleaker at the mm. Titans. Yeah. It was bleaker. I'm not, not, I'm not sugarcoating this. It was horrendous. And three weeks into 2021, the, Cow- the Titans are the best team in Queensland by a Fair margin, if not length yep. of straight. By the it length can turn around. It can turn around. Yep. Uh, that's the round three review, mate. Um, we've got the bonus segment coming up after this. I have something in mind, but if you can cut something up in the break, we will uh, go with that. So here's some thinking music, ladies and gents, and we'll be back on episode 230 of Not the Footy Show. Not the Footy Show. Jeez, I hope you, you got, got anything. I've got all, mate. Okay, it's bonus segment time here on Not The Footy Show, the final part of a show that's going to still go for 45 minutes. I hate you, Mr. Rob Cox. Thanks, um, Something I didn't hate on Friday night was uh, Russell Crowe, Mr. Connections, mm. um, bringing half of Hollywood uh, along to his corporate box uh, mm. uh, for the Rabbitohs Roosters game. Uh, there was a, a list of A-grade celebrities, A-list celebrities. Natalie Portman was there, who you called the girl who was in Star Wars when I brought it up for the, um, I think she's been uh, before the show. I think she's been a few more things than that, but um, she was there. Jeff Goldblum was there. Um, the Fly. Which is, <laughs> what a great movie. Uh, Taika Watiti was there, who's Korg from Thor Ragnarok. And he's actually, he's, he hasn't seen, if people, if you have not seen what we do in, is it The Shadows or something like that? The one about the vampires in Wellington. It's amazing. It's like a mockumentary. You've got to look it up. You've got to look it up. It's amazing. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. Uh, It is really, really good. Uh, And then there was a guy called Chris Hemsworth and his 47.5 million Instagram followers who were treated to the South Sydney Rabbitohs hat at a footy game. The impact this has on the bunnies. If you're in charge of the bunnies marketing, all right, and you get this opportunity... How do you approach it? Do you just sit back and go, thank you, that's amazing, wow, 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 and then the next day you just tweet live from you know, Jersey Flag Games and that's it? Or do you do your best to try and really you know, jump all over it and, I don't know, stop, not stop um, posting about it for like a month? Mate, I think you have to take it. I think you've got to just uh, squeeze the juice out of it, don't you? You've got to yeah, get as much as you can out of it. But I wonder if the marketing slash social media team have any access to anything. I, I doubt it. I doubt They've it. got still frames from the game. They've got, no doubt, mm. Russell Crowe has some stories. Mm. Um, I don't know. Russie, Russell Crowe, just, I just love the fact that he's just, he has no, he, he doesn't hide behind the fact that he just loves his team to bits and he'll, yeah, anything that was missing from the box the other night was Snoop Dogg, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> the dog. Yeah, and this is where menu log have to get all over that. They should have been all over the box. Um, I don't know. There's opportunities, people. I guess this is the thing. Who are the, this is the question that I bring up in the bonus segment is, you know, we're looking for, for major, major A-grade celebrities who follow rugby league teams. Um, who are we missing? Like, who, who's out there? That, did Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise is a Bunnies fan as well, isn't he? He is. He's a Bunnies man. Uh, uh, is there anybody uh, else hanging around the place that um, you can think of that's a huge celebrity? Uh, Greg Norman. 
Who's he go for? Is Probably he, the does bunnies. He just default go for the sharks. They or? all go. For, they all go for the bunnies, mate. That's what. <laughs> That's why you see all know. these South it, Sydney jerseys everywhere, like overseas. I'm just, I guess I'm putting the question out there. If you if you know of anybody that's like a massive star who actually likes rugby league and likes the team, um, I don't know. This is where you sort of shame them and say, well, Chris Hemsworth, who doesn't even hasn't even told anybody he liked rugby league before. He may not, may have. I'm not sure. That, that's in a baseless accusation. But <laughs> you know, but who who else is out there that that needs to be representing their team? I mean, you wouldn't represent Manly at the moment. I'd understand. No. That Huge, no. If you're Hugh Jackman, there you go. There's one. Hugh Jackman. Oh, Matty Nabel. Matty Nabel's a big Manly fan because he played there. Who? Don't worry, keep going. <laughs> Sorry, that was harsh. How, what about that guy? Um, anyway, <laughs> cheap, nasty, and downright boring. Thanks, Rex Hunt. Cheap, mm-hmm. nasty, mm-hmm. and downright boring. Not the show. Uh, so, if you know anybody, people who's got 47.5 million Instagram followers, um, see if they can outdo uh, Thor. Hey, basically, I oh, just looked after the bunnies big time the other night. Mate, just a quick one. Did you see that video of uh, Reed Marnie giving uh, our, our Prime Minister ScoMo a beer the other night? <laughs> he went nuts, didn't he? Old, oh, uh, mate, Reed he, Marnie. I've never seen him froth. He was frothing, as they he say. He was classic. absolutely frothing. And then the look of absolute despair on his face when, when ScoMo had one-tenth of a sip. I didn't, get, I didn't get that far. I just saw, oh, you've I got just to saw watch it, mate. Uh, Marnie lose it. Uh, yep. And somebody in the background not seem very excited <laughs> by it at all. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm sure that'll do me. Uh, all good. Hey, that's you know episode. Else, yeah, mate. You know what else is hilarious? The other day, I, I had a quick listen to the audio quality on our last podcast, and I accidentally yep. touched my uh, Apple Watch whilst I was listening to it in the car and put it on half speed. Have you ever heard our podcast in half speed? If you haven't, okay. You need to because we sound like we are as drunk as skunks. <laughs> All right, that's the challenge Delirious. for you, Cogsmith. To Delirious. finish off the bonus part of the part of the show, I want you to pick out just a little segment that can be thirty seconds that you just think makes me sound drunk, which is impressive because I haven't been drunk. Um, so send me what you think is just the quintessential drunk, not the footy show. I know this was a big thing the other uh, about a year or two ago on the NRL roast. He, mm. he was using that for the commentary oh, team. Really? Uh, but I'm sure we sound fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we do. Yep. Okay, not the footy show. Final segment here on episode 229. That's Rob Cox. It is that way, I think. And I'm Warwick Nicholson. Um, he's in the light. No, he's not in the light. I am in the light. I'm in the dark. If I go out here, I'm in the light. Look at that. That's delicious. Um... Speaking of delicious, did you see the Cameron Smith um, Devon head from the, the, the statue? Oh, how good. Oh, how good was that? I think it's the full credit of the boys guys that did it. Um, yeah. Just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, PVL was on Najon's Face to Face. I enjoyed this interview. Did you watch it? No. Oh, very good. Um, that's episode 230, everybody. Uh, get us on Instagram at Not Footy Show, at NRL Tweet on Twitter. Rob is on R-O-B-B-C-O-X. He's posting some more stuff now, people. So I'm actually getting my Instagram there. Still waiting for a photo saying he was at these mythical games that he went to to put on the Not The Footy Show account. But we'll get that eventually. And we're on Whatever Facebook, you want, Facebook, mate, I'll send it to you. Slash NRL Podcast. Uh, have a good week, Cogsmith. Uh, yes, I'll mate. be up here on the coast uh, this week. We've just been cleaning up, unfortunately, the Camden Haven copped it. 
yeah. um, with the floods uh, just recently. So um, good luck with that. Yeah, mate. just have those people in your in your minds, people. Luckily, our place was okay, um, but it is a bit of a wasteland out here, um, which is a real shame. Um, so hopefully they can recover because they were hit by some of the um, fires uh, mm. just sort of twelve months ago. Uh, mate, that's the episode. Uh, great to speak to you as always, and we'll yes. speak to you all next time on Not the Footy Show, people. Catch you later, mate. Pepsi. Not the Footy Show. Show. It's people's escape, it's people's relaxation, and we need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition of Not the Footy Show. Show. Pepsi.